Blog Talk Radio. who want to catch me online, you can catch me at brotherprater.com, sorry, at reconnectmyheartpodcast.com, reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Also, just in case for those who may be interested in uh, seeing the video version, like I said, you can catch me on reconnectmyheartpodcast.com forward slash Hmm, getting it all wrong. Reconnect my heart podcast. Reconnect my heart podcast. Reconnect my heart podcast. I got it straight now. Reconnect my heart podcast. 
Say the number one more time. The number is 516-453-9118. Also, for those who want to get on the chat room, you can go to the chat room at Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Also at uh, Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Reconnect My Heart. That's where you can go to the chat room. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash Reconnect My Heart. Also, for those who are on social media, you can go on Facebook. You can see um, on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tales and Tom, E-R. You can go on Facebook or you can go on YouTube. Also, you can go to my website at reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Got it straight. Had a tongue twister. But I'm so glad you are able to uh, come on and join us on today. Uh, of all times, first of all, I want to tell you all, thank you all so much for you all support on last week. We spoke about um, teen, national teen dating violence and awareness and prevention. Um, I really, really, really appreciate you all. I hate that I had those difficulties. Um, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to plug in on on my uh, Ethernet, so just in case you had some steel frames, I apologize, but I made sure that's why I wanted to double check. I wanted to make sure that everything was plugged in and everything was copacetic. And I realized I had one small problem I couldn't find my little mouse. <laughs> but hey, the show must go on. I'm not going to even worry about it. Thank God, at one point, we did not have a portable mouse, we had to go up there to the computer and just work on myself. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So I just thank God for the opportunity to be with you all right now. Uh, what we're going to do, we want to talk about today, and uh, there's a reason why I'm bringing this, which I'll speak about it later on. But have you ever been in a situation where you're going through so much and you just you just want to know if God cares. You want to know if you could just uh, sit and just talk to God. Just tell God what your problems or concerns. And, of course, God is all-knowing, all-powerful. But sometimes when we deal with things, sometimes we may feel like we can't go to God. Or some people may even talk to us to tell us, well, you know, don't question God when things go on in our life. And so I wanted to talk to uh, us today to let us know that God cares. And what I found out, God caring is more than just how we as human beings care. See, not only does God care, but God listens. And so what I found out was what was really on me today, I was thinking about how when we talk to somebody, we often want to make sure that they're listening to us. And so we have a conversation with somebody and they hear us. And unfortunately, some people, they can talk to us and they go in one ear out the other. But they, but they say that they're listening. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. But the difference between the way that we are versus how God is, when God hears, he hears to do something. God is never inactive. 
And so the same thing pertaining to God's care. God's care is not just on display to do nothing. When God cares and when God listens, he's listening to do something. And so with that being said, I want to talk to us about the Lord hears my heart. There are things that are going on in our lives that we may have faced, dealt with, and a lot of times we just want to know that somebody cares. And, of course, you know, we easily tell people, well, you know, cares and, you know, God is concerned about what you deal with, what, you, what you're going through, and that's, that's all fine and dandy. But sometimes there are situations that come in your life that really knock you out. There are things that blindside you. And there are some things, no matter who you are, no matter how good you might have been, I don't care um, who you are, what title you have, things happen, you know, even in the Bible tells us, um, it rains on the just as well as the unjust. And, and so we hear a lot of these things, but we as human beings, when we deal with stuff, when we deal with stuff, we want to know. Does God care? And so I want to answer that straight off the bat. God does care. God does care, but more than just him caring. He cares and he wants us to come to him. We serve an approachable God. And it's not just some type of category of a severity of situations that only people who have these kind of problems can go to God. Uh, maybe these people are only this kind of situation that you can only go to God. Um, it's not just a it's not just a, a situation where you know you have to have a certain status. Uh, you can't you don't have to be some type of elite within the church or within the body of Christ. First of all, God cares about everyone. And God wants us to first accept him as Lord and Savior in our life. That's good. But also, under the same token, God wants us to come to him. You know, there is a difference between uh, reverence and playing out fear or terror. Now, of course, we do know the Bible tells us um, we should the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of uh, wisdom, but that the word fear in that context is not horror. That word fear simply means reverence in that particular context. And so God does not want us to be in fear of him pertaining to uh, feeling that he's unapproachable, but he wants us to reverence him. In other words, Think about a level or the highest level of respect. There are certain things, if you have a parent that you respect, there might be a, an elder at the church. You know, they may, there may be a conversation that you may have with certain people, but then there are other people that you won't have certain conversations or you will make sure you don't have certain type of behavior or uh, uh, doing things in front of people because you have a level of respect towards that person. Well, God want to have that same level of respect. So when we think about fear, fear is not like 
how we dread Jason from Friday the 13th or uh, all of these horrible, uh, uh, unapproachable things. No, that's not the case. We serve a God that loves us. Even in the Bible, when you think about it, uh, John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, the word love is there, which is important. But to me, the word before love, for God so loved. In other words, he loved us beyond, actually, beyond what we can love ourselves. And so when we think about it, God wants us to be able to just come to him and just even just have a conversation. God loves us enough where he wants to have a relationship with us. And so when we think about it, when we think about how God hears, uh, God is concerned about our heart. God is concerned about the issues that, can, that are concerning to us. And so with it, and I'll, I'll just share this with you all. You know, I was, I was looking at so many uh, Facebook posts, and this, I believe it's been the past, I'll say within the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of my friends, a lot of my classmates have lost loved ones. Excuse me, have lost their parents. And so when you think about it, let's ask ourselves, is God concerned? Yes, he is. Like I said, God is concerned about everything pertaining to us. And God wants us to come to him and talk to him. And I know we've heard that throughout time. We've heard that throughout the years. But what we have to understand, first of all, when we compare ourselves to God, we we serve a holy God, a God that all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere. But the key thing for us to remember is God love us so much that he wants us to come to him and just talk to him. And it doesn't have to be, you know, just uh, you know, uh, something where some people may say, well, that's unimportant. God is concerned about the things that are even uncon- unconcerning or unimportant to other people or in other people's eyes. But if it's important to you, it's important to him. And so he wants us to talk to him. And so what I found out, and I, I'll share this with you all, what I found out, even this week, this week is um, it actually was the third uh, year anniversary of the passing of my sister. And so what I was thinking about, I was reading through some of the old posts, and as I began to read it, thank God, it made me see how much God loved us, how much God was concerned about us, because he put in people to minister to us even to this day. But also on the same token for us to be able to see that even in the midst of your hurt or your grief, God wants us to come to him and talk to him about it. And the key thing for us to remember, a lot of times people feel like, well, you know, uh, 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 don't, don't question God. Well, the thing is, God wants us to come to him and talk to him. I want to read this scripture real quick. And uh, this is something that really caught my attention. Let's see if I can go to it right here. Okay. It actually was Hebrews 4 and 16. And it reads like this. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we have obtained mercy 
and found grace to help in time of need. Okay. When we think about let us therefore, that word therefore is referencing to uh, our high priest, infinite high priest, Jesus Christ. He has, we have in our, in heaven towards towards those who follow him and get this that word come that word come meaning or to approach is in a present tense so in other words even though that scripture was written thousands of years ago that scripture is applicable right now to this day you know that really caught my attention. You know, a lot of times when we when we read scripture, we just sometimes read a particular verse and we just think about it only applies to people during the biblical time. But in actuality, when you look at certain words, when you really get into the studying of the Bible, there are certain things that transpired back then that only was if you want to say applicable at that period, but then there are other times that's what we call futuristic or a continuous thing. So that particular word, come, therefore, come boldly. That means present tense. That means that we are to approach God in prayer regularly, not a one-time event. And get this, is what's called unlimited. We can talk to God at any time. We can talk to him and we can go to him and he's not quote unquote taking record like some people. He don't look at, well, shucks, they getting on my nerves. No. God wants us to come to him and we can go to him confidently as well as continuously. Understand that we have a high priest we have a high priest who loves us, which is Jesus Christ. And now we as believers, we can approach our Heavenly Father at any time. And also, when you think about the word boldly, approaching God with boldness means that Christians have assurance that God will listen to them. God will listen. Listen. I didn't mean just Hmm. Letting it go one out the other. That means listening attentively and doing something about it. So, in other words, like I said, we always hear this, especially when I was growing up. God is not like man, and what we have to do, we have to stop looking at who God is based on how people treat us. We have to look beyond. Uh, who people are and look at who God is. In other words, for us to be able to start studying God's character and God's nature. Because if you think about it, when people have shut you down, when people have rejected you, a lot of times when we go to God, sometimes we may feel that that rejection that people have given us, we feel that God can give it to us. Hmm. So for us to be able to start studying God's character in nature and do more study in God's character in nature and do less study of people's character in nature. So 
that's why it's so important for us to really just be able to just go to God and talk to him. Talk to him and let him know that you're concerned and understand that he is concerned about every aspect pertaining to our lives. Also, when you think of the word boldly, that also means liberty. Come freely to him. And also understand, even when when we think about that scripture, we can go to God in confidence, not in fear and not haphazardly, but we can pray with confidence because we have a sympathetic high priest in heaven. And like I said, the word boldly carries the idea of confidence or doing something without concealment. We do not have to have to be in fear or have to panic or feel that we're talking to someone that's unable to do something about our situation. And so when it comes down to the situation that we deal with that we can go to God about. Now, like I said, pertaining to our hurt, pertaining to our pain, God is concerned. And the thing is, he wants to do something about it. You know, and I'm, I'm going to say this because this is so important. A lot of times people feel that, well, you know what, if you start, if you start, feeling discouraged, if you, if, you start, um, if you start feeling a certain way, if you start uh, questioning uh, how you feel, if, even if you get emotional, not just a emotional pertaining to crime, but even sometimes things can happen where it just, it just alters your thinking. When you, I'm going to say it like this. When you're dealing with grief, unless you've been in that person's shoes, you can't say what you will or will not do. I don't care. I don't care if the, if you someone who's been in church all your life, or if you hold a position in church from a leader on up to a person that's a newcomer. The thing is, what we have to remember, unless you've been into a situation. First of all, every situation is different, especially when it comes down to losing someone that you love. A sibling, a parent, and I don't want to say especially, but all of them are important. But you think about it, your innocent child. To me, and like I said, matter of fact, that's one reason why I was getting here kind of late because I got a chance to spend some time with my son, had a great. But when you have a child that's innocent, when you have a child that hadn't really even got a chance to really just grasp life and something happened to them, look here. I'm going to tell you like this. As a parent, you want to protect your children. And when something happens where you feel that, man, somebody somebody is doing some harm to my child, look here, or somebody done some harm to my child, it hurts. As a parent, it hurts. And so you can have someone, you can have, you know, three people lined up side by side by side who may have lost a child or lost a parent. They may have had the same position that they have lost, but they may have a different relationship with that person than the other person. So nobody can tell you how to properly grieve as long as you're doing it healthy. And when I mean healthy, that means without any type of drugs or alcohol or not doing anything that's breaking the law or doing any uh, unethical things. 
but to grief. There are different stages, and there is no quote-unquote perfect formula of grieving or expressing your hurt. And even expressing your hurt is also a form of grief. See, when you're grieving, just because you're grieving, that does not mean that you have to have a person to die. It could be the death of a relationship. It could be the death of a job. It could be where your hopes and dreams has been tarnished. And so let's get to the idea of looking at, you know, uh, widening the, go- the, the scope of grief. Like I said, grief is more than just a physical death. It can be an emotional death. You know, hopes and dreams flush down the toilet. You know, matter of fact, there was someone that I know because I was uh, I was in the jails, working in the jails, and I remember a young man that he was one of the meanest inmates that I knew. Didn't smile, really just he just seemed so nonchalant. He didn't care about life or anything like that. And we would often take him to dialysis until one day, come to find out, I believe he had gangrene. He was in a wheelchair. He had gangrene, and he he was be in a wheelchair and his toes start falling off. And so eventually they said that he gonna have to have his legs amputated. And for the first time, I saw that mean man shed a tear. That also is a grieving experience. And so like I said, it's more than just the passing of someone that you can experience grief. There are people that's going through a divorce or have been through a divorce. You know, they had their hopes. They had the idea of what the future going to be, but then all of a sudden something happened. And now it's changed the course of their life. And so with that, God wants us to be able to come to him and just talk. And I'm going to say this. People that may be watching, they have gone through a divorce. And, and what I found out, because and those that know my, I'm very transparent, I've been through a divorce myself. And a lot of times I found out that there are some people that would tell you, well, you know, um, you can go to God for your hurt, you know, if you lost a loved one, or if you did this and somebody left you or whatever like that. But when it comes down to a divorce, what I found out, there are some people that would try to pass judgment on you. And guess what? They'd be totally wrong. But even if, even if there is someone that's guilty that may have uh, done something wrong, regardless of what it is, God wants us to come to him. See, God is concerned about your soul. And so for us to be able to, if we have done anything wrong, if we have sinned, going to God and talking to him and, number one, reconciling with him. In other other words, allowing him to be your Lord and Savior in your life and for him to help you to make the proper changes in your life because we can't do it by ourselves. And so with the experiences that we deal with in our life pertaining to the hurt and the grief, I found out it is unhealthy for us to try to do it alone. But also, it's unhealthy for us to do it even without God. Having people around is good. But sometimes 
some people who may try to be around, they may try to be helpful, but in actuality, they're hurtful. They may say the wrong thing at the wrong time. They may say something that may even not even be a healing to you or for you. So for us to be able to go through the hurt, the blame, the the the, the tragedies that happened in life, God wants us to come to him and talk to him. And for us to understand, God wants us to, I'm going to say, finna say a word that might be kind of foreign to some people, but God wants us to be real. <laughs> God wants us to be transparent. Tell him how we feel. You don't have to have the proper words or the technical words for us to be able to talk to God because I'm going to tell you something. When we going through something, when you hurt, think that God going to tell you, hey, 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 you don't say that. You're supposed to say this. You so they look here. When you are grieving and hurt, look here. You don't. Sometimes your thought process ain't all together. But the key thing for us to remember, God is the interpreter of your heart. That's why the Bible tells us, man looked at the outer appearance, but God looked at the heart. Meaning, God looked at your motives. God looked at the intent of your heart. God, see, God knows even in those words that you may be saying, he understands what you're trying to say. But a lot of times what happens, a lot of times what we do, we as human beings, we try to cross every T or dot every I, or make a person cross every T or dot every I pertaining to how they feel when they're in their moment of grief. But that's why it's so important for us to be able to really just discern and just sometimes just not say anything and just be there for that person. Allow that person to get some stuff out. And I'm going to say it like this. For those, for people like us who have been in that grieving family, because when you, when you experience death, you become a part of a family that you really didn't choose to be in, a family of grievers. And so even with that, God understands what you're trying to say, how you feel. And what I found out, you know, when you look at someone who dealt with so much in the Bible, someone who dealt with hurt after hurt after disappointment after death after death after death, and that's Job. Job went through a lot. Job, he was sick. Physically sick, he lost his possessions, but also he lost his children. And a lot of time we talk about Job. We talk about Job. We talk about Job, you know, he suffered. He did suffer. But there was somebody else that we oftentimes don't talk about that suffered too. And that was Job's wife. Job's wife. What Job lost, she lost too. Now, she may not have the physical elements like her husband, but think about this. Job, excuse me, yeah, yeah, Job. Job was hurt, but also Job's wife had to look at someone she loved suffer, go through. You know, and, and, and I know um, he told her, 
she told him, why don't you just curse God and die? You know, now, was that the proper thing to do? No. But a lot of times we have put a bad label on Job's wife. But if you really think about it, you think about what she dealt with. That does not excuse what she said. But on the other hand, if you look at it at the very end of the story, hey, Job was restored. And he, and, but guess what? So was his wife. But she was corrected. Job corrected her. But one of the things I have to say is a lot of times, you know, you could just imagine Job's wife going through and seeing the man that she loved. And, 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 and not just her husband, but also her provider. Because, look, that was her husband. And so I wanted to bring it up because sometimes when you hurt, when you're going through stuff, you'll be surprised what you'll say or be surprised what you think. Because look here, you can go through something that's so dramatic. Look here, you have thoughts, you're like, Lord, hmm, if I had the opportunity, Lord, look here, if you don't help me right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you can't, if you don't come right now, I'm not going to be responsible for what I do or what I say. And that's what God wants us to do. Come to him and talk to him for us to be real. I can't emphasize that enough. God wants us to be real with our emotion, emotion pertaining to him. And I'm going to tell you something. If you've never been in that situation, hey, thank God for you. There may be someone who had been through that situation and overcame it, have a great testimony. There may be somebody that's going through that right now. And so those who had been through it, we can minister to them. We can encourage them. But just in case you've never been through it and you're not going through it, I would tell you, keep on living. Because there are situations that may happen in our life that knows which buttons to push. Now, does that mean that you ain't saved? Does that mean that uh, uh, your salvation is questionable? No, no, it, no, it's not. It does not mean that. What I'm saying is we are human beings. That doesn't mean that we are in sin. That means sometimes when we love, it hurts. When we love, it costs something of us. And I'm going to tell you this. I know years ago when I lost a relative of mine, he was my best friend, and he was so close to me for years. And this is me being transparent. For years, I didn't celebrate my birthday because he was killed the night of my birthday. And for years, I blamed myself because I was supposed to be in there and everything. But one of the things I found out, God wanted me to just talk to him about it. And I was, I was, uh, I had just turned 18. But one of the things that I wanted, the reason why I brought this up was because as hurt as I was, it hurted me that I was so hurt. And so what I almost, what I did actually, what I did do I emotionally distanced myself from people because I did not want to experience that type of hurt again. 
there are some people that may be watching right now who have dealt with so much hurt. Like I said, it could have been the death of a loved one. Because when you lose someone through death, it's painful. And sometimes you don't want to experience that. So what you do, you put a wall around your heart and your emotions because you don't want to get attached to someone because you may lose them. You don't want to have that feeling of reliving, uh, uh, getting close to someone, befriending someone, you know, having them close to your heart, and then all of a sudden, death ripped them out of your heart. I've been there. But one of the things I found out, what God told me, and this is this is what God told me, and I hope that in case you may be watching, who may be feeling the same way, yeah, true enough. You may be hurting. You may have hurt it. But you know what? To be honest with you, it's better to have a love from someone or to someone where you've experienced it and you can have it in your memory versus distancing ourselves emotionally from people and never experiencing the depth of love. So one of the things I had to think about I had to ask God to help me to be able to love again. And like I said, this is not just love pertaining to a relationship, which can be included. But no, we're talking about being able to just love, period. There are some people who lost, like I said, loved ones. They're scared to be close to people again. Matter of fact, I heard that. I've heard many people say that. You know, there are some people, matter of fact, I, I spoke with someone uh, some years ago. She was a widow. She loved her husband. They were a beautiful couple. But you know what? After she lost him, she she's scared. She was scared to be, a, to be attached to someone else. But then I found someone else. There was someone else I spoke with that was a widow. She not only enjoyed her husband that she lost, but what she did, she was able to love again. She was able to love again. So, one, two. Okay, good. I want to make sure it's working. But when it comes down to our hurt and our losses, I spoke about the death of a loved one, but even pertaining to the death of a marriage, there are some people it's hard for them to recover. Is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. All things are possible through Christ. God can help us to be healed, to be whole, and also even to make a healthy decision to choose if we so choose to pursue another relationship or not. We don't have to walk in fear. For us to do is to give everything to God. And, you know, I'm be the main one to tell people that, you know, we can easily tell people to give it to God, but what does giving it to God look like? You know, there may be things that come across our minds. And, of course, you may have, you know, God, I'm giving you that problem. Then all of a sudden it comes, it comes back into your mind. Does that mean that you didn't give it to God? No. You know, every time something comes back in your mind, hey, continue to talk to God about it. You know, that's okay. If something comes across your mind, like I said, it doesn't mean that you're worried or anything like that. But for us to be able to walk in confidence and know what God's word said about that situation and knowing that 
He's going to work it out, but also you have your ears to the ground listening for God's instructions for him to tell you how to handle that situation. And so for us to realize that God is concerned about every area of our lives. You know, when we think about Abraham, Abraham, of course, we know that Abraham, uh, he was married to um, Sarah, and the Lord told him, "Hey, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a child, blah, blah, you know, and everything." But instead of instead of him waiting on God, he took matters into his own hand, and he ended up impregnated uh, Hagar, and she had a baby named Ishmael, and so eventually, eventually. Abraham, uh, after he had, uh, after he did have a baby by uh, Sarah, eventually he ended up kicking out Hagar and Ishmael. But even in the midst of what Hagar was dealing with, she 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 lost her source of uh, uh, provision, protection, and you think about it. Ishmael's name pretty much says. God's character. Ishmael simply means God hears. So every time she would see her child, every time she would call his name, she was calling God's character. So that's a reminder for us whenever we go through things, whenever we experience things. Sometimes all we need to do, like my Sunday school teacher, uh, Brother Landolph Washington, always say, when we look at nature, we see God's quote-unquote fingerprints. We, we, we either hear God's voice or we see his works. And those are reminders to let us know that not only God is concerned and God hears or he's listening, but also he has the ability to do things. And sometimes the sources are right around us for him to use to be able to minister to us. So think about those things and for us to be able to really just Remember how much we're loved by God and for us to understand that God want to hear our hearts. He wants us to just come to him and just, like I said, conversate with him. You know, it's funny how sometimes we can feel so inadequate with people. We can feel so small, so minute when it comes down to people. But a big old God is not only concerned about us, but he want to hear what's on our heart. You know, it's like I will often watch some of these uh, TV shows. Let's just say uh, the old TV show, like The Little Rascals. And Donna, I think I think the little girl named was Donna. Uh, Alfalfa liked her and everything. And so they would just do this. They would be so attentive, listen to every word, every syllable, every movement that we make, that we do. But don't you know God is there? He want to listen to us. He want us to. He want us to know that He's concerned, and He wanna. He want us to talk to Him about what we're dealing with, what our hurt, what our disappointments are. There's, like I said, there are some people they don't care. Look here, like when you call somebody, they may say, "Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine." But if you really think about it, sometimes they're just formality. Sometimes they could be just common courtesy. Do they really care? But when we deal with God, 
We don't have to question that because he does care. Sometimes God will wake us up in the middle of the night just to have a conversation with us. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that something's wrong. He just he's just concerned about our relationship with him. And so when we deal with things, when we deal with disappointment, you know, we have to be able to go to God and talk to him about it because I'm telling you, when you don't when you don't talk to God, when you don't, you know, release that hurt or that pain, that frustration, the beyond which it can set into you and have you to become somebody that you're not. Sometimes we can say some things out of hurt, out of anger. Sometimes we can do things out of hurt or out of anger that's unhealthy. You know, I often think about, and um, I, I said this some time ago, you know, when you think about uh, Moses, Moses missed the promised land because, you know, first of all, God told him to hit the rock. Excuse me. God told him to speak to the rock for him to be able to provide water for the Israelites. God told Moses to speak to the rock because Moses was frustrated with the Israelites. He didn't hit the rock. Excuse me. He didn't speak to the rock. He hit the rock. And he he put down his own people, you know, the Israelites. He spoke harshly about them. And because of that, he missed the promised land. But when you really think about it, if you go to some chapters before the end, he was frustrated dealing with some hard-headed people. He hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. But you got to look at in his frustration, in his frustration as a leader to some hard-headed people, what was he dealing with also? He was dealing with grief because he lost his sister Miriam. He lost his sister. Listen, he didn't just lose a sister, but he lost a supporter. <laughs> and matter of fact, when I lost my sister, I thought about that too. Because sometimes in grief, Sometimes we can be harsh to people who sometimes we just need to be patient too. But that's why it's important for us, like I always say, I couldn't beat up on Moses because who knows? Moses just hit the rock and spoke harshly to those Israelites. But imagine if you were in Moses' shoes, forgetting about hitting the rock. Shucks, you probably would have kicked the rock, picked up the rock, and threw it at them Israelites. So we can't talk about, well, what they should have did, what they should have done if you never experienced or never been in their position. That's why when it comes down to people who may be hurt or may be dealing with things, that's why we got to pray for people. One of the things we often know, hurt people hurt others. And so sometimes even in the midst of that hurt, Sometimes people people may be grieving or going through something, and you never know what a person is going through behind closed doors. You never know what a person is going through behind their eyes. You never know what a person is going through. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say the person's name, but uh, there was a story I heard. It was, it was a popular person. It was a popular person that ended up getting killed, and the killer – end up getting off scot-free. Um, it happened in Puerto Rico. I believe it was in 87 or 88. 
it was high profile. But what we what we didn't know at the time that person that ended up killing the celebrity would come to find out they had just lost their child a couple of days before. So when it when it come down to hurt, when it come down to grief, God is concerned. Even if you feel like nobody else is concerned, it's good to have, for us to have people around us that's healthy, healthy people, wise people, discerning people to be able to minister to us. And even sometimes there are some people they were willing to even bear the load for us, but they're limited. But God is unlimited, and and uh, you know those that know me, I like to I like to talk about uh, even some of my experiences to let people know. Hey, look here, uh, we can put a face to this situation, and like I said, I don't mind sharing my testimony because I want us to be able to look at it and say, you know what, I want you to look and say, you know what, if he can overcome it, I can go overcome it. And not just overcoming it as far as climbing on mountain, no, but for us to speak to it and it moves. And even in dealing with grief, God, we don't get on God's nerves going to him. God wants us to come to him continuously. Like in the Bible, tell us, even with our prayer, give us this day our daily bread. And, you know, so even in when I was dealing with my grief, I told God, God, Help me to swallow this bitter pill. Give me the living water that I need to swallow this lip, to swallow this bitter pill. And also, you know, when I was um that day that I was uh dealing with the loss of my sister, one of the things I had to think about when I got a chance to just be alone and took a shower, I was in a shower and I don't know if I I don't know if I said the whole story uh, doing this doing this podcast now, but I told God God I'm scared I'm scared to death I'm, I'm I was literally scared Yes I'm a minister Yes I'm and, and and all that stuff But also I was not just and still uh, not just a minister but I'm a brother I'm a son father And so I told God I'm scared. And I was scared because for the first time since I was 11 months old, I won't have my sister. For the first time since me being 11 years old, I'm going to be by myself because we were always together. And I said, God, how am I going to live the rest of my life without her? There was a song by uh, Prince called The Beautiful, Most Beautiful Girl in the World. And it says, it says, um, how can I get through days when I can't get through hours? Hmm. And I told God, God, um, how am I going to live the rest of my life without her? He told me, one day at a time. You know, do we hear that analogy? How does an ant eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so... With that, God was reminding me that he was the God of all comfort. But in order for me to receive the comfort from him, I had to go to him. And guess what? Even if I felt weak 
where I can't go to him. I want to go to him, but if I felt like I couldn't go to him, if I call upon him, he will come to me. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we really think about we serve a powerful God that can help us in our time of need and in our time of want. And so I just have to share that with you all um, because, you know, if, like I said, at first I was, I was talking about God, you know, what, what do we need to talk about? What do we need to talk about? And he just reminded me, hey, you know what you dealt with this week? Share it. And so I want you to know that the same God that comforted me, and that is continuously to comfort me, can comfort you. You know, there are some, there are some days that I be on the highest of high, but then there are some days I may not be feeling my best. But what I found out that God will be my spiritual generator when my electricity is low. So it ain't my doing. I wish I could give y'all the magic words and everything just poof, disappear. But it's not like that. But I know someone that can help you and want to help you who does not want to leave you or abandon you in your time of hurt, in your time of need. And so I just wanted to share that with you all. I'm going to take a moment now for us to go to the phone lines, and we'll go to it right now. Let's see. Hello, hello, welcome. Uh-oh. Hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, just uh, enjoying the show. Uh, I, I love that you cleared up a couple of things. Um, uh, firstly, when you talked about um, how the Bible, speaking of having a healthy fear of God, um, is something that I also trans uh, <clears throat> uh, that I also take up in my life as far as that word in the Bible. Um, when you talked about having respect for God and loving God. I mean, I know we're not supposed to change the word of God, but that's the way I see it is that that fear is a healthy respect and a healthy love for God. And I think you mentioned respect, if I am correct. And then I love the fact that you uh, cleared up also coming to the, uh, the throne of God boldly. But that means with confidence, that's not an anger connotation. You know what I mean? Like some people think, well, if I'm bold, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be, um, you know, more in a defensive posture. But it's coming with confidence, like you mentioned. And so those two things I think of, you know, are very healthy for a person when um, they go to God in prayer and understanding that God loves them and then God is listening to them and that he's going to give them the answer. Like, I mean, everything you said is just 100% that God is going to give you the answer no matter what. You don't have to be afraid to go to God. In fact, God wants you, like you said, every aspect of your life, God wants to hear about it, right? And, and then he wants you to find that scripture and talk to him about his word that's in his word it's to remind him of his word not that he doesn't know he just want to know that you know it so i just thank god for this lesson man this is an awesome lesson teaching people how to uh, uh have a healthy relationship and commune with god 
Yes. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. And um, also, one of the things that uh, I wanted to make sure to have uh, brought up, you know, when we say even come before his throne boldly, is not because of our ability or identity, but it's because of his. You know. Right. You know. Um, the the thing is, just like when you look at a when you look at a a child like let's just say um, President Obama kids when he was in office or even you know back in my time it was Amy Carter <laughs> and, you know Amy <laughs> Carter I don't care how young she was um, I don't care what she was doing if she saw a whole line of people in front of the gate of the White House. She don't have to wait to the back of the line. She can walk in boldly and comfortably bypass everybody and go straight on to the gate and identify herself for them to open the door, not because of who she is, but because of who she is to the person that was in charge at the time, which was her father. Which was her father, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so... The key thing for us to remember is who we are to him. Not so much who we are, but who we are to him. And that should let us know for us to be able to have that spiritual identity that is healthy for us to realize how much we're loved and our spiritual benefits. For us to know that we serve a God that is concerned by every area of our life. Mm -hmm. And so... I, I really appreciate you and and continue to keep yes, me sir. up. Continue to keep me lifted up. Yes, sir. We'll do. To be continued. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Take care now. Okay. Looks like there's someone else here too. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You on the air? Hello. Okay. Maybe they just want to listen. Okay. Okay, so with that, um, you know, I, I thank God for the opportunity for that we serve a God that is concerned. That, like I said, they want to hear, they want to hear our heart, want to know, you know, how we feel, want to know these things. And so, what I'm gonna do right now, um, we're gonna get ready to have a word of prayer. But before we have a word of prayer, um. There's something I want to play. I want to play uh, for those who are watching the video version. I'm able to fix it now. So I couldn't do it last week, but this week I'm able to have a video where, you know, it'll up and run. Unfortunately, like I said, since I don't have the um, uh, mouse, I'm going to have to get up. But for those who may be listening on a, on a blogtalkradio.com, uh, what I'm going to do, I have the song linked up for us to be able to hear. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get ready to play the play the video and play the song also. So I'm going to go ahead and go on to it right now. You y'all may hear y'all may hear a few seconds of silence. I'm going to get.
I don't know who else has felt like this, but listen. Sometimes I feel like giving up. It seems like my best just ain't good enough. I feel like I've done all that I can do. Do you see? Do you care all about what I'm going through? And that's what he said. Sometimes I feel like I'm out here all alone. I'm just like a stranger so far from home. And I feel like I've done all that I can do. Oh, please, Lord, give me strength. I'm just trying to make it through.
Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. First, God, ask you, God, to forgive us. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we come to you right now, God. There are those who may be watching, God. Those who may be listening right now, God. They may have gone through so much, God. God, they feel like they don't know what else to do. God, they even feel like giving up. So, God, we come to you right now. God, ask you, God, right now, God, to minister to them right now, God. Come in and rescue them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak it right now, God, that you come and massage their hearts right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, not only that you massage their heart, but, God, comfort their minds right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, there are those right now, God, who have dealt with loss, who have dealt with death, who have dealt with disappointments, who have dealt with rejections right now. Loneliness, abandonment, oh God. We come and kill you right now, God. Ask you to help them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you're the only one that can help them, God, in their time of need right now in the name of Jesus. God, there may be someone who may be facing something, God, like a, a, a life or death situation right now, God. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help them right now, God. Give them the comfort, give them the answers that they need right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And send by everything you stand for, be by every affliction by every problem and confusion right now in the name of Jesus Lord we speaking right now God that you come with the bereaved family right now God God we speaking right now God there's someone right now God miss miss uh miss miss Hurst right now God we speaking God that you minister to that family right now God Comfort them right now, God, in their time of bereavement right now, God. In the name of Jesus, send her around your love, around your presence right now, God. Comfort her right now in the name of Jesus for today and the days to come right now. In the name of Jesus, the Taylor family right now, God. Comfort them right now, God. Continue to comfort to the Jones family right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, David's family right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, there's so many of them right now, God, that are going through right now, God, God, even the pressures of the world right now, God, even the situation that may be going on overseas right now, God, there are people that even just feel like giving up on life because of what's going on. So, God, we coming to you right now, God, letting you know, God, that we need your help right now in the name of Jesus, God, even as a nation, God, as a body of Christ, God. The people around the world, God, we need you to come in and intervene right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're relying upon you, God. You're the only one that can fix this situation right now, God. And so, God, even right now, God, that you help us right now, God. Help us, God. We don't want to do anything without you right now, God. We're dependent upon you right now, God. We can't fix anything on our own, God. We can't even fix it ourselves right now, God. So, God, we come and ask you right now, God, and we surrender everything to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge, God, that we are helpless and we are hopeless without you right now. But we are hopeful in you right now. In the name of Jesus. So, God, we speak it right now, God, for those who need peace right now, God. Give them the peace. Give them your assurance right now, God. Though God, even those who may need healing right now, touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, comfort their mind, touch their mind right now. In the name of Jesus.
In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, a head of protection right now, God, around your children right now, God. Even as we get ready to go forth in spring break right now, God, we speaking a head of protection. We speaking safety right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking right now, God, that you that you spoil the devil's plan of child abduction of. Uh, a danger, even of of, of raping and all these uh, human trafficking and all these things that the devil may try to put forth, try to implement. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. We counsel the devil's plans right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God be speaking, God, for those who may need employment, God. God be speaking, God, that you guide them in the right direction right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And so, God, we speaking right now, God. How you've helped us, how you've ministered to us, how you listen to us right now, God. Help us right now, God, to have what we've dealt with as a testimony to encourage others right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we know, God, even everything that we have dealt with, God, God, we know and we're trusting that you will turn it for our good. God, you already said in your word that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So, God, we ask God to help us, God, and we speak, God, that you orchestrate everything right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you all for working everything out right now. And we speak, God, that you make every crooked path straight right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the victory right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help us right now to think about and know, God, and and, and, and know and accept your presence at all times. Help us to be conscious of your presence at all times right now. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God. We exalt your name right now, God. We thank you right now, God. You are worthy to be praised, and we thank you right now, God, for everything that you've done, but most importantly, for everything that you are right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who uh, tuned in. For those who, for those who um, want to catch me on um, Facebook, you can catch me um, uh, on Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook. You'll see my daily devotion and also my videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Uh, if you can go to brotherprater.com, you'll see my daily devotions, also my personal appearances. Also, for uh, you want to go to the store section, you're welcome to go to the store section. You can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to the form men to these and responsibility towards their family, their children, and also the children's mother, as well as this book, The Girls Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. This book uh, is in, entitled The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. It's a dedication to my sister, Sheila Prater, who was uh, tragically killed, Ashley um, March the 3rd. Um, Thursday made uh, three years, so uh, I thank God. Even thank you all for y'all Facebook posts and comments, uh, tribute that I had uh, towards Sheila. And so I thank y'all so much. And just know that um, you know you never have to feel alone when you're dealing with a situation. You know, God promised to be with us, and also God will insert people and bring people into your life. Now, 
being aware that the devil try to bring some people that will try to pull you from, but God will send people and dispatch people that will send you and drive you to him, drive you to God. So I thank God for those people who God sent in uh, to my direction, in my direction to help me stay focused on him. I thank you all so much. And so uh, this concludes the tonight's podcast of Reconnect My Heart. So continue to lift up God and most importantly, most importantly, most importantly, obey and trust him. So thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart. God bless you and good night.